Well, if there's any time when the Silver Ferns need to hold on to the ball, it's now. Wow, did anyone really see that coming? And we, perhaps we should have heard it heard it coming, seen it coming because of the name you just heard, Norma Plummer. She's been a bit of a nemesis of New Zealand netball for a long, long period of time. And as this Netball World Cup in Cape Town is closing in on the business end of the competition, with teams still vying for spots in the next round, the Silver Ferns are now also facing a must-win match against the Sunshine Girls from Jamaica after, as you just heard, drawing with South Africa earlier today. It appeared Nolene, Dame Nolene Tauroa was still tinkering with her lineup as she pulled both the captain and the vice-captain off by the third quarter and the South Africans pounce coming back from five goals down to share the honours. The picture gets a little murkier now, so uh, here to help us make a little bit more sense of uh, what happened earlier and uh, what she perceives is uh, going to happen now is uh, netball analyst and former uh, Magic defender Alex Neesham. We've had Alex uh, on just a, a few days ago, actually. We're talking very positively. Uh, good morning to you, Alex. I've got to ask you right out of the gun here. Did you see that coming, and what went wrong, do you think? Morning, Smithy. No, I didn't. I knew that um, South Africa had improved a lot and that they were going to be strong at home. We did know that. But I didn't think um, us being up at six, uh, up by six in that um, fourth quarter, that that was going to happen. Um, but South Africa played a really clinical game and played outstandingly against us. So probably caught us a little bit off guard. Um, but I thought um, they played really well and we possibly um, threw away a little bit too much ball. What about the, the changes in the combinations? I mean, this is the World Cup. Um, and, and a game that you really still need to win and, and um, okay, she might still be doing some tinkering, which was, for me, a little bit surprising. What did you make of the changes and the combinations we ended up with? Yeah, look, it was interesting. Um, I thought the combos in the first half actually looked a little disconnected, which I think is why she made those changes. I thought Whitney Sunis came on really, really well. She penetrated um, the circle really nicely and she said beautifully, let the ball go, because we seem to be holding onto the ball a little bit too long, possibly just with those um, connections and just adjusting to obviously Grace Wicky being out as well. Um, possibly just disconnected that a little bit. Um, I thought bringing on Jury was good. Obviously, she has very long arms over the ball, um, and that causes a bit of lifted ball, which um, hopefully promotes um, a, bit, a few more intercepts for the goalkeeper and goalie to have a go at. But um, I think South Africa did well against her, and they were just really, really good on attack. So I think she did make some good changes. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think in that final quarter, she possibly should have brought on um, a bit more experience. There was only one player on court from the playing seven of that 2019 World Cup, which was Jane Watson. Mm. So um, yeah, very interesting there. Um, hopefully going forward, 
um, she will look at experience against the Jamaica side because we'll need it. However, you know, you do need to use your young players. You need to blood them and they need to be able to um, learn to step up in those really tough situations that we were in in that final quarter. Okay. Um, when we heard that uh, Grace was uh, Grace Wick was out of the tournament, people were saying, oh, no. Oh, no. Are we seeing signs? Oh, did we see signs of that? I mean, was it, was it the attacking end that uh, perhaps was an issue for us or not? It wasn't just the attacking end by any means. I think um, we actually also didn't get enough um, games on defence so um, and rebounds. We really struggled um, to get rebounds off the South African shooters. So it, it wasn't just that. I think South Africa caught us a little bit off guard, possibly. Hopefully that's just our um, one-off game for the tournament and we can bounce back really quickly because we need to against Jamaica. <clears throat> Right, okay, so um, all of a sudden it becomes uh, hugely important this and uh, we've also got to be very careful of goal difference as well. Um, uh, going into this game, uh, Grace, uh, without Grace of course, uh, I, I just wonder, who, who are you looking to start at your attacking end, Alex? Yeah, look, I think I would actually, even though Maya has been playing really, really well, I would change it up and put Tapia Selby Rickett at goal shoot. Just for that experience, she knows how to play against Jamaica. Um, I'd have Ekinasi at goal attack still. Just, again, really good experience. They play really well together. They've played a lot of netball together, and that just brings that experience up a bit. I'd still start um, with Gina at wing attack as well. Just, again, leadership, and um, they do have a good combo, those three. Um, so, yeah, I think they need to just... Um, start really well and I think keeps will offer just something a little bit different in that circle, possibly a little bit more movement because we'll need that with how aerial um, the Jamaican defence is. So in the defensive side of things, uh, Alex, uh, it looks like um, she's rocking and rolling a wee bit with Karen Berger. Where would you play Karen Berger uh, from the outset? Yeah, that's a tough one because she's extremely talented at both Goldie and Wingy. She actually probably played better at Goldie um, this morning. However, um, she is really strong at Windy as well. And um, Phoenix has um, also been playing re- really well at Goldie as well. So it- it's a tough one. I would start her at Windy and give um, Phoenix another go at Goldie and have Watson at goalkeep. Um, just, again, they've got lots of movement in that circle, the Jamaican um, attacking. So just sort of trying to confuse that space because they need to go for more. Um, they didn't go for enough in that first half against um, South Africa and it showed. So um, they really need to have a go at the ball and um, get some much needed turnover. Right, OK, let's uh, let's look at also the ramifications of this game against Jamaica now. Um, how do how do we stand in terms of one having to win it, two goal difference in terms of who we might match up against? Yeah, so um, it's not and it's not a definite must win. However, we really we don't want to lose, obviously, and confidence going into the final rounds will be really important. If we do lose um, and South Africa beat Uganda then the deciding factor will be on goal difference. So it'll be really interesting to watch that South Africa-Uganda game because we know Uganda are actually really strong as well. So it'll go on goal difference. So hopefully if we keep within really close to Jamaica, which we should do, I think I think we will, um, but we need South Africa to possibly be very tight with Uganda or 
have a shot lost to them um, to really get us through. Well, Jamaica um, were really, really powerful, uh, 89-26 over their neighbours Trinidad and Tobago. So uh, we know that uh, the attacking side of things for Jamaica is good, but what do you tactically, I mean, you don't want to be playing catch-up against the Sunshine Girls, do you? No, you don't. They are um, an outstanding side, and they're actually, to be fair, I think looking like one of the strongest teams in this competition. So it's going to be a very, very tough game. Um, their attacking is a lot of movements, um, and then obviously they've got some tall timbers at the back there. So we're going to have to um, stay off them in defence and um, have a go for some ball because once it gets to the circle edge, um, it's pretty hard to stop. So the defence will need to have a really, really good game and work together really, really well. So, Alex, in terms of uh, our attacking policies, w- would we be better suited with that extra height to go around the fringes a wee bit more, to go a little bit more lateral, use the court, or would you go straight through the middle? I think it will depend on what sort of defence Jamaica play. Um, they usually do a bit of a box, so it's just about penetrating straight through, possibly doing, having a bit of patience. So working those um, horrible short passes and then letting the ball go. I think we um, just didn't do that against South Africa as well as we usually do. Um, The flow just wasn't there. So if we have confidence to let the ball go into the space and into the shooters, we'll be absolutely fine. But we just need to be patient, especially with their aerial defence, and um, move the ball well. Have you been able to uh, keep a... a a quick eye on the likes of Australia and England, and if you have, what have you made of their campaigns so far? Yes, um, Aussie have been slightly inconsistent. I've been quite surprised, actually. Um, they were drawn with Malawi at half-time during their last game, which was a bit surprising from them. But they always step up in big games, and um, Sophie Darbin for them has been playing really, really well. Um, so they're always a force to be reckoned with um, in finals netball. England has been really strong and confident. Um, Their attacking especially um, has been clinical um, on attack. So, yeah, they're looking really strong. That will be a very interesting matchup, and I'll be watching that game closely. Have you been uh, pleasantly surprised by the emerging nations? There have been some blowout scores, I suppose, to be expected. But do you think if you look at the, the, the bottom tier to the top tier, is the gap closing for the good of world global netball? Yes, I think it is. This tournament so far has been extremely competitive um, and it's really good for international netball um, moving forward. It used to just be New Zealand and Australia domination, but I think now thanks to the um, tournaments like the ANZ and the Suncorp um, netball, it's incorporated a lot of those international players and coaches, um, which is becoming really beneficial to other nations, such as you know South Africa, Jamaica, Malawi and Tonga. So it's hopefully going to just get better. Uh, this is, um, it's brutal. If you look at, uh, to go through and win the final now, the, the amount of netball you have to play in a short space of time at the highest level, uh, I, I can't think of many competitions where you'd have to endure this. Um, I, I, and I like the fact that we're getting top level netball you know, on a regular basis, but just how now uh, will the Dame Nolene fitness regimes come to play? Yeah, they'll be vital in these last few rounds. Um, I mean, the girls have to get up and play again you know, at 9pm tonight, so they've got a quick turnaround. 
recovery will be really important. They'll be doing a heap of physio, hot and colds, all that sort of stuff to try and get ready. She does prepare them well, though, and that is something that we know. Um, she's done these camps where they do possibly more than they would do at these tournaments, so they're almost like overly ready for it. So we know that our fitness is up there, um, but then again, so are, so are the other teams as well. Um, and I think player management, again, is really important, and that will be why she's made some changes as well, is just to make sure that anyone carrying niggles um, that we possibly don't even know about, that's why she makes mm. those changes as well. So I think we need to be aware of that um, moving forward. Well, that's interesting you should say that, because from the outside looking in, um, and, uh, you know, if you're not absolutely up on the way that she operates, Dame Nolan, you, you, you might be led, be led to believe that she still hasn't quite worked out who her best combinations are. But you, you would know her better than I and uh, most of our listeners as well, I would imagine. Is that, uh, are you seeing typical Dame Nolan at, at tournament time here? Yeah, I think she does. She does make changes, and it does take her a little while to um, figure out her starting seven. I don't even think they will know possibly who their starting seven is. She's very tactical in that sort of thinking of her um, match play. So I think we will see um, probably the starting seven that she would use moving forward in this game against Jamaica. But then she may need to make changes, and the thing is, What's great about this team is that they can do that, and we and we saw that in the South African game. You know, she pulled off um, Amelia Aran Ekadasio and Jenny Crampton, who are her two most experienced players and captain, vice captain. She's not afraid to do that and use her bench, and that can be really tactical and smart from her as well. So, I think we will see the starting seven probably against the Jamaican side, and then we may see some um, some changes that are very tactical moving forward. Hey Alex, it's been great to catch up with you um, particularly on a morning that all of a sudden out of nowhere became very crucial uh, I've got to say and it has added a lot of spice to our particular performance in this uh, World Championships. Great to catch up with you again and uh, keep your phone on because uh, I imagine before this is all done and dusted we might be ringing you again Alex, it's been great talking to you Thanks for having me Smithy